Edgy T-Saw, episode 17, and it's probably going out of order, baby. Hey, everybody, welcome back. What's wrong with that music? It's been a... It cut out on mine. Maybe it was the signal. because we got a really crappy... Uh, we only got the one... Things. things so you'll understand that very well at home i'm sure that's right because we're all about what you understand <laughs> i'm scott and this is scott also scott duarte here scott chanel there yeah uh welcome back we are on episode what was it 16 17 well, this is the 17th one we've recorded but it might be the 16th one coming out and if you are going by leap years then it would only be like the fourth. Once again, they'll understand that really well. Yeah, it's all right. So we are going to discuss Moodle and Moodle in the classroom and Moodle in the call lab as well. And we have a special guest, Professor... Kevin Ballou. In the house. (laughs) (laughs) See, you said something witty. See, that's good. Um, so let, before we get into that too deep, first, thank you to Mark Blasco over at www.podcastthemes.com for allowing us to use the uh, theme that we have without for free. having to pay him. We really appreciate that because we, we got, no, got money. no money, honey. Um, and uh, uh, just a quick reminder for everybody to go over to education.org. That's E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N.org. Sign up for the forums. Uh, tell us what you think. You can also send us an email. My email is scott at education.org, like I just spelled before. And and mine is Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all one word, lowercase, at education.org. Yep. When you go to the site and uh, you can uh, get, uh, listen to these programs right from the site, or you can uh, follow the links to, if you look at, there's an RSS feed flag. Uh, you can follow that to uh, FeedBurner and uh, have this set up so it'll automatically download, download into iTunes or your audio player or to uh, any of a half a dozen podcatchers uh, or RSS aggregators all over the world, whatever you want to do. Is so, podcatcher a word? Podcatcher is a word, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not uh, real popular ah, at this point. Until you used it. Now no, it'll no, be no. all over the world. That's right. That's right. Because I, I set up trends like that, baby. It's been a long day, people. <laughs> Me too. Welcome back. So, Kevin, who are you? Where'd you come from? Stuff like All that. All right. Uh, originally from the Northeast, the U.S., um, near Boston. And uh, so after I graduated college, I decided to head overseas just for fun and came to Japan. Taught at a language school, um, did some business classes, then decided to go back in my master's to teach for real. Where and, at? Uh, University of Hawaii. At? At Manoa. Which and, is one uh, of the top TESOL programs in the country. Yeah, yeah. People say that. People say that. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh, there might be a story or two in there, but maybe for a different time. I, I had a good time there. And uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people get lost uh, in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, it's no an pun easy intended. place to get lost in. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. There's it's, lots it's a nice of other to stuff stay. to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And a lot some of people of the... go in for a one and a half, two year program and spend four years. Uh, was that John? Oh, his was six or seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so you ended up 
you you came to Japan. Have you only taught in Japan? Have you been anyplace else? I've only taught in Japan and the U.S. In the U.S. Okay. Right. Where in the U.S. did you teach? Hawaii. At what level? I taught um, kind of pre-college, like an IEP, intensive English program, uh, the, the Hawaii English language program. Help. <laughs> um, and those are students who, about half of them were students who wanted to go to UH um, or another university, and but they still needed to get a 500 TOEFL or they need just more language skills. So it was most, mostly um, English for academic purposes. Okay. And then other students who just wanted to come to Hawaii for vacation and they needed a need an F1 visa. And right, a visa. Right. Yeah. And I taught at a two-year college called Trans-Pacific Hawaii College, um, which was formerly Kansai Gaidai Hawaii College. Mm. And that was the connection that brought me back to Japan. I'm teaching at Kansai Gaidai University. The original. Well, the original. The, the somewhat sort of. <laughs> original. It's the original version, too, because it's a new campus. But On our fifth campus. Um, right. So as a, as a teacher, what, uh, what kind of, do you, I mean, do you have any particular interests in uh, topics or methodologies or hmm. areas um, well, I especially like content-based learning um, most of my courses are content-based or all of them I guess and um, I, I I'm really interested in vocabulary acquisition through reading um, and listening as well I guess um, I like using multimedia in the classroom um, both uh, call and uh, kind of pop culture type things like movies films Movies and films, same thing, but um, TV Movies, shows. films, cinema, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. Well, if it's, a, if it's good, it's it's a film. If it's, you know, it's got culture. And uh, if it's not, it's a movie, so. <laughs> and then what would cinema be? <laughs> cinema is what you pay too much for. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we brought you here to talk to us about movies. None of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But we maybe have you back. Actually, there's... We want to do a show in the uh, in the future and talk a little bit more about the content-based stuff mm -hmm. that we do. He did. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Scott. Um, Active multimedia, producing multimedia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, Great. Uh, using uh, producing podcasts as a content-based mm -hmm. or more of a project-based class. Right. Right. And so um, I, I'm, we'll at some point, not today. But we'll bring you back and talk mm -hmm. to uh, talk about what some of the stuff that good, you're doing. Good. If well, we in a way like you. In a way, they're connected because uh, Moodle is how I put my content up there. Nice. What a nice segue. <laughs> That's why we brought him he in here. Do it. Mm -hmm. um, so why did you start using Moodle? Or, or first, how? What is Moodle? Because this is the first one in the series. All right. Yes. Appreciate Moodle it. is an online course management system. Uh, I guess that, that would be the simplest thing. Uh, it's basically a, um, I don't know, a program that can be run on a server or on a web host, and uh, it's for teachers to organize their classes, uh, either whether it's for an online course that has students who are somewhere else in the world, or for a teacher who's uh, who has has a you know a traditional classroom with regular students, but they have access to computers, and the teacher just wants to organize the course material, the course plan. Um, or, or use um, some online communication tools like forums, blogs, um, chat, email. Okay. What uh, What do you use out of those? All of them. All of them? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, how? Well, um, well, it, yeah. How about if I, I'll walk you through a, that would a typical be great. course? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, first Quit of all, speaking I Klingon, I, man. I kind of teach two types of courses here. One that's maybe more traditional. 
language course with um, re traditional reading and writing course, and then I teach um, uh, two that are more uh, purely content-based courses. So, um, but this, the beginning is the same. Uh, ideally, you bring the students into the computer lab and help them get set up with their accounts. Um, higher level students or more tech savvy students could probably sign up on their own. Um, it, signing up involves um, going to the website with uh, the teacher gives them an enrollment key that they enter and then the students go check their email they should have a link to follow and uh, that brings them back to the page and they join the website. Um, the tech savvy students that's about what five percent of our students one percent or less or less yeah um, didn't have very good luck with students doing the entire process by themselves generally going through step by step in a lab was, was the easiest for ours um, uh, another class that I had that didn't meet in the lab I gave them a info sheet to follow and I, I did about half the process for them um, manually and then they had to go and just basically log in and that, that seemed to work out all right a few of them didn't make it and had to come see me but that, that was okay um, so once they're set up on the system, they come to the, the page, which the instructor has probably um, set up to their liking ahead of time. And um, generally, you have a uh, the main part of the page is like a course schedule. It goes week by week through your course. And then on the side, you have bars where uh, you can, which the instructor can set up as they like. They have things like a calendar function, um, you know, list of who's online, or message. You know, you can send messages to each other. And uh, I have the students um, take a look at things like um, a course description. I can I, I can upload documents and have them on, actually on the website. So like any we kind can, of documents? Any right? The, generally, the the limit is a two megabyte file. Two megabyte files, but as far as you can do, or sound yep, or? you can do. Um, I haven't done sound. Oh. Uh, might violate the two megabyte limit. Yeah, it'd be hard to get. But uh, I do. You know, Word documents, Excel documents, PowerPoints, oh. which is nice. If I give a lecture using PowerPoint, then I'll, I'll put, the, put the, um, the, the PowerPoint file up there, which is nice for me as one is a backup. I can go into the lab and, and I know that I don't have to worry if, you know, if my uh, flash memory is going to work or, uh -huh. or whatever. I know the file's right there. And then the students can also um, download it and um, they know they can access it at home if they so they can take not worry about copying everything on the PowerPoint mm -hmm. uh, and I don't have to worry about printing everything out and giving it to them um, so that kind of saves paper yeah cool and copying everything you put on there uh, the students have access to no uh, that's a good point you have a choice whenever you create uh, anything to put on whether to hide it or show it and if it's hidden only the instructor can see it and you can change that anytime very easily there's a little eyeball icon and if it's closed it means that the students can't see it and if it's you can click on it that opens it up and instantly it's available to the unless students. you show them you have a center uh, console and you show your own Moodle and then they see that right. no matter what but well you there's uh, a new feature on the, in the newest Moodle um, where you can click student view and your even your account will show the student view. Yeah. See, I learn things every day. Yeah, yeah. that came that came with 1.6. Mm -hmm. it, it was nice. Right, which is really nice. So I'll often have content on there that I don't want the students to see yet. And uh, for, for example, a, a lecture. I don't really want them to go through my PowerPoint lecture before I've given it. Uh, but as soon as I'm done, I'll click click that, you know, and let them view it uh, whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. That is there. Is there a way to set it up, like for for the assignments? Like I'm using Moodle as well. Mm -hmm. um, for the assignments, you can set it up so that it will only accept uh, papers 
from a certain date to a certain date. Can mm -hmm. you do that with available documents too, or do you have to go into manually? Not that I know. Of. Hide? I think you have to manually show That's and hide cool. them. Mm -hmm. So th that's a good segue into um, there are kind of two types of things you can set up on your on the main part of the page there are resources and there are activities and the resources are things like uh, you can just put a label up which is usually kind of like a text box uh, you can use just to describe like what you're doing that week um, or uh, any kind of information you want to share with the students um, there are links you can do links to websites um, links to um, that you can put up as I said different types of files um, and uh, what other kind of why would you use a label and not because you can also just type right into the the weekly box that's right you can uh, and I found out, out um, the hard way that, that, that it's much better to use labels pretty much any content that you would like to import into another course you should you should do as a label uh, and the labels are basically little uh, any any activity or resource you create is just is modular it can be moved around within the website just by clicking and moving, um, or it can be imported into another course. So, so labels can do that, but like a base. But straight on, straight yeah. on text cannot. Right right. right, 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 right. So what I do is I put things like um, things that things that uh, would not be the same in another course, like day uh, holidays. You know, there's no class on Thursday or something. I would just type that in. But um, mm. you know, a reading assignment, a um, you know, announcing a lecture or or whatever, I put as a label. That way, I can if I have a course that's the same, I just pull that stuff into the other course. And next year, when I repeat the course, I just import all of that, and it and it comes automatically. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to come over to your office, and because I went through and did everything for a class twice, because I didn't right, know how right. to export and re-import, and mm -hmm. so I was stupid. <laughs> Ah. Oh, I did that as well. Painful. The labels is the way to go, mm. definitely. So you got the resources, and um, then you also um, have activities. And activities are things like quizzes, um, assignments. Also, fun uh, stuff. Forums. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Uh, are there any games like you can make on Kia? Not that I know of. There are quizzes, but <laughs> those aren't really, I wouldn't call those games. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I don't know of any games for game really functions. boring, nerdy children. <laughs> mm. Well, like, like um, Kia, you can type in and make a Jeopardy or Battleship right, and right, right, right. Uh, other things like that. Yeah. But not yet. Maybe 1.7. So there is a there's a vocabulary flash card thing, isn't there? Not that I know of. I, I, I use vocabulary flashcards, but what I do is I have my, um, in one of my courses, the, the more traditional ESL one, the students are using a textbook called Hot Topics and the, the um, um, by um, Pearson, Pearson, I think. They don't pay us. You don't have to give them <laughs> But, uh, well, I, li I like the textbook a lot. And they, they have a good website that goes along with the, the textbook. So I have a link to their student page. And uh -huh. so the students write from my Moodle, they click on that. And it, it brings them to the website. They they select which chapter they're studying, and it gives them uh, instant flashcards oh, for the, all cool. the vocabulary um, games they can play nice. to learn the vocabulary, um, and a, a glossary as well. Cool. And then I just make all my quizzes from that. I actually go in and I just I hope this isn't stealing, but uh, no, it's fair yeah. use. <laughs> fair use. I just copy out of the glossary. I use those, you know, to create my quizzes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. So Usually, how long does time. it take you to create a quiz on Moodle? I usually do. Um, and what form of quiz is it? I, I do quizzes every two weeks, and they are um, 
like a 10 question multiple choice vocabulary quiz and uh, takes me maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes now that I know how to do it mm -hmm. uh, it's and it's not that hard to do uh, there are different formats you can follow but what, the easiest uh, is Oh, go ahead. Easiest um, is the easiest is I don't remember what it's called, but you um, you just go into like Microsoft Word, type um, basically type the quiz out. You have to follow a certain format to make sure it imports correctly, and then you just upload it oh, um, cool. to the Moodle, and it converts it to a to a Moodle quiz. To a Moodle quiz. Wow. Do you know? Um, I know I haven't fooled around with it that much, but um, Moodle uses or I heard uses a thing called Hot Potato. Mm-hmm. Hot potato, hot potato. potato. Hot um, potato. Oh, oh sorry. you've seen it too. Okay. But I haven't actually tried it out. No. Okay. Yeah, because um, it, it's supposed to be one of those Kia style quiz sort mm -hmm. of things, but I haven't ever used it. In, right, in right. Yeah, we should check it out. It's yeah. also a great song by the Wiggles. Mm -hmm. People with children. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Wiggles, that's what the worms do, right? Uh, basically. Yeah. Basically. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so uh, so the quizzes. Uh, yep. A great great thing about them is you create a quiz, and um, I'll maybe make nine questions uh, from that week's uh, words, but then I can just click um, random question from the database, and it'll pull one of, a question from one of my old questions. Oh, that's cool. which is nice. I tell so I tell the students you got to make sure you you know keep reviewing the vocabulary, and it's really great for for building. Um, and then our so you could set it up maybe as like. Seven new questions and three old ones. You can totally do that, and you oh. can choose where exactly they come from. Do they come from uh, one specific chapter, or do they come from all the chapters? Oh, or that's cool. um, yeah, and anytime you're adding quiz questions to a to a quiz, you have basically all the questions on your um, on your server, I guess, and anyone who's using um, Moodle quizzes in your Moodle. Mm -hmm. um, so here it's you know all the instructors in our program. Um, when you when you create a quiz, you there's a thing to select where you can publish it, publish the questions you know within your network. So I can what I do is when I go to make a quiz for another class, I can I can grab the questions from the other class that I've already where I've already created a quiz. That's so cool. it saves me time. Um, <clears throat> we got a okay. Hold on, just just one second. We still got three minutes. Three? Yeah. I said thirty nine. This is to the bell. All right, well, we'll go with that. Anyway, uh, oh, with, um, oh, now I forgot the stupid question, man. <laughs> Problem with. Well, let's just go um, after you finish making the quiz and the students take the quiz. What's ah. the next process? Wait, uh, before we hit that, the students taking the quiz. Uh, I, when I was using Kia before, mm -hmm. I was having issues with students cheating. Mm -hmm. Like looking across. Have you noticed? Have you had any trouble with that? Uh, well, what I do is, I mean, one thing you can, you can have, I mean, you can have the quiz appear in a secure window, which is nice. That way they can't, because the first time I did, I didn't do that. I think students were flipping, going back to that student website, looking at the glossary. I oh, wasn't okay. paying attention. So you can do a secure window so they can't do anything else. Uh -huh. And then you can also have the questions randomized. Oh, you can. Um, okay. So if they look over, um, you can have them randomized the um, question order, and then you can also have them randomize the answer order. So oh, wow. if they think, oh, I'm looking over and I think that's the same question, oh, he chose B, I'm going to choose B, it might not be the same. It might B. not be the right, same. Right, right. Screw them. Screw them all. Right, right, right. Well, the computers are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can also create, um, if you believe that all your test items you know, are equal difficulty, you can create 15 and have um, the quiz 
pick a random 10 out of those 15? That was what I usually did was I would choose, I would create like, I don't know, four or five, yeah, usually four or five more questions than mm -hmm. I needed to mm -hmm. and then tell it to randomize within this. Right, amount. right, right. And right. there were a couple questions that every everybody had to have. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could, with Kia, you were able to mark those questions to be in every one and then right, randomize right, right. the rest mm -hmm. of them. You can do that as well. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And sorry, I'm... I stole your question. Okay, so after they take the, the test, then what's the next step in the, the Moodle well, process? The great thing is that while they're taking it, I can, I can go look at my computer and I, I can see who has finished the quiz. Or as soon as they submit it, I see their grade. And um, so one, once everyone's done, boom, I have all the grades. They're already in my grade book. Nice. Which nice. comes also on Moodle. That's right. So the grade book is a nice function. Any quiz, pretty much any assignment, um, is automatically has a slot in, in your grade book and you choose when you want it to be the, the grade to be calculated into that you know the, the current average for the for the semester so you can wait till the assignment is ready or until you've done the grading if it's something like a quiz that is multiple choice it'll automatically go in if it's something the teacher has to look at then you just go to that assignment and you can um, either just click and enter grades or um, yeah I guess that's so you, you have, have to grades, click and enter in. them or they're entered by themselves. Well, if it's for, uh, as I was saying, if it's something a teacher has to look at, you, okay. it can't be entered. You can't just be there. You gotta, oh, okay, yeah. Know. So is there, is the, there, the quizzes are entered automatically. Okay, so you could set up something as an offline activity, say, for example, attendance or participation, mm -hmm. and you could just add it as a, as yep. a category yep. and then just right. drop your Or you can, have, you can do okay. that, and then you can do... Sometime soon, the bell's going to ring. Mm -hmm. Or you can do... On online activities, like an essay that they submit online, and then... Uh, you get the essay and boom, you give, give them a grade right there. From you know the essay pops up and then you click and you set a grade there as well. Very cool. All right. Well, talked about um, automatically going into the grade book. Uh, a lot of people use other applications for grade books, such as GradeKeeper, mm -hmm. which um, I am currently using. I use Moodle, but I've had problems. I I don't understand and haven't spent the time. Mm -hmm. To the little time, really, that it needs to learn Moodle to its best. Um, did you use GradeKeeper before? I did. I did. And um, I liked it. Uh, I liked GradeKeeper. Um, and went, but one reason I decided to use Moodle is I, I wanted to simplify my life and uh, just have everything in one place. Before, I'd use you know, Yahoo Groups for this and you know, GradeKeeper for that. And uh, I just wanted to do, if I could, I wanted to do everything through one system. Once and, not have to mess right, around right, with right. a little here, a little there. Right. And the older version of Moodle had one problem where you basically had to click on an assignment. I mean, everything had to everything had to have an assignment. Um, so that is one problem. If you, if you have a lot of assignments in a semester and, and like little tiny things and you don't want to have to enter it somewhere, um, you know, just doing it by hand um, in your grade book and then using GradeKeeper to just enter the grades is probably easier. Um, Moodle, you, you have to create an assignment, um, which you know is, is not hard. It's it's very mm -hmm. easy to do, um, and but the old the old version you had to actually then click on the assignment and then click on the student and then enter a grade and then save and it was it was kind of just a few too many clicks if you're going through like a hundred students right you know uh, every week doing this and that and or, or daily class position grades but the the new version has a kind of quick entry so you have all the students. Um, come up at once, and you just go through and click, click, click. And, okay. And then Which is more like GradeKeeper. Right. Yeah, right, that's right, right. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, what uh, What kind of things do you find you really, really like about Moodle? 
Mm -hmm. I like the, um, you know, the, the instant grading on the quizzes. That's fantastic. Yeah. But also the communication tools. So um, the fact that uh, the students can all um, do kind of chat messaging type thing oh, uh, cool. between each other and with me. They each have a little profile page where they can enter a description of themselves and then they, anyone can click on that and send a message to them instantly if they're online. If they're not, the messages get sent to their email. Mm -hmm. um, then there are forums, which uh, are really useful. I, I, I didn't expect them to take off the way they did, but I, whenever I would finish a content unit, I would put up a, a forum uh, and tell the students they had to get on there, and I would start out with a couple questions, and they had to at least answer my questions and then respond to one person. Mm -hmm. And uh, the students just loved it. They would they would go. Some of them would go, you know, go back and forth, back and forth, and go far beyond you know what I had expected no, uh, in terms great. of uh, what they were going to do. So that was really good. Uh, in one of my communicative English classes, I set up five different forums, um, one with uh, a different um, type of movie as as the theme. Mm. So there was a independent film forum, Hollywood movie forum, romantic comedy, animated film. And they had to join one forum, and then each week, every two weeks, watch a movie. And it, someone in the in the group would decide what to watch. They would watch it, and then get on, and they had to comment on the movie. And, oh, and cool. that, they really enjoyed that. That went well. Um, what about has have you done any projects on Moodle beyond the normal Moodle user? Mm -hmm. I let's see. My I have a world issues class, and. Um, Long time ago, I, I, I was really interested in, in using simulations in the classroom, and I thought uh, we were doing some things about uh, North Korea and the missile crisis, and I thought, ah, there might be a chance to uh, try, out, try out a simulation, but doing it online. Our class meets in the, in the call lab every week, so I, I set up a kind of a, a negotiation simulation uh, using Moodle. And what I did is I... Um, Create five groups. Uh, one represent each each country in in the uh, in the multilateral negotiations with North Korea, and uh, there were maybe five students in each group, four or five students, and they would log in. I created five new users with the names China, North Korea, Russia, U.S., South Korea, Japan, and so they logged in as that. Um, you know, four or five students logging in just just one on one computer, and um, then they they clicked on a link. Each country had their own spreadsheet, and they downloaded mm. that. And the spreadsheet um, showed what kind of resources they had. A Microsoft available. spreadsheet. Microsoft, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Right, and it, it would have their country name, and then it would it would show what resources they had available uh, in terms of like food, money, um, you know, weapons, missiles, and uh, and then um, using a point system, how, how valuable those were to them. And then what they could do is the is to um, negotiate with the other the other countries, and uh, so for example, North Korea had a nuclear weapon, and that and for them that was very valuable. Um, for you know the the U.S., Japan, uh, them the North Korea having a nuclear weapon was a big minus. So their goal was to try to get them to give up the nuke by giving them other things, and the the students um, had to come up with a plan within their group, and then use the either the chat function to send messages just to one country. Or they would use a forum. We had a forum set up um, that was supposed to be like, um, like a round you know, table. all the like a roundtable, all the countries coming together. So what they could do, I gave them a model uh, proposal, and they um, they could create their own proposal, saying South Korea proposes that you know the following, and, and they would list out what they were gonna 
um, give up and what they want other countries to do. And then there's a way to um, rate forum posts. Mm -hmm. So the I, I create a, a unique um, rating scale that was basically, um, you know, totally unacceptable. You know, getting close to a deal, we accept it or something like that. And if if all five countries accepted it, then it would it would be accepted. You know, taken as a as a as a deal. No, oh, that's and, cool. Uh, and it, oh, the underlying theme of it was they were, it was about win-win negotiations, mm -hmm. and I didn't tell them that at first. So they were there trying to just get whatever they could without <laughs> giving up good. anything. Um, and the game was set up so everybody could win, mm -hmm. uh, you know, given certain situations. I had said to the class, if you know, the winner gets this bag of chocolate. Um, well, the first time through, nobody won. So and, yeah, um, nice big bag of chocolate. Right, and I explained to them about win-win negotiations and da da da. Uh, the next week they begged me, begged me to try it again, and they they did it again, and and they did a much better job at it. And, the, and uh, you know the, the the communication was going on was really good. They had a you know a need to communicate, and they were you know using using the content of the course. That sounds it worked like out really well. Yeah, well, activities like, like cool. that usually are better the, the the second time or third time around with the same students. Right, right, right. That they they're used to the technology and and what to do so mm -hmm. forth. So right, right. Yeah, it sounds like a good application for for Moodle. Mm -hmm. And you can do that too. To do it, yeah. <laughs> um, anything really quick? Anything uh, you don't like or want to have fixed or avoid or just mm -hmm. make you go things that make you go yuck? Mm. Well, nobody's seen on Moodle. On Moodle. Mm. Um, let's see. That's a no. So we'll wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes since we're on a, a LAN and the connection. Speed is not always ideal. Sometimes you're trying to do a pretty simple task, and there's quite a bit of lag, um, and then that gets frustrating. You're, you're thinking, "Wow, if this was just on paper, um, you know, That'd or just done. on my computer, it would, it would be a lot faster." Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't think that's necessarily a Moodle problem specifically, but it's one of the limits of using an online product um, from from a, a, a network. With an that, and, an, and it's an outside source. It's right. Not, that's it's right. Not local on. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a good point. University servers either. So. Mm -hmm. All right. But overall, I love it. Cool. Great. Well, Great. and um, another nice thing about Moodle is it has guest access. And so if you're mm -hmm. interested in Moodle, um, you can feel free to visit my Moodle site. It's at www.greendoorworks, G-R-E-E-N-D-O-O-R-W-O-R-K-S backslash Moodle. And you'll see uh, my name and some of my classes. And I don't know for the guests, they need to have the enrollment key? Yes, they do. Okay, so... Depends, um, you'll on, depends on how you have it set up. Right. Well, I said I click guests. But anyway, if you need the enrollment key, uh, go to sec, as in section, 14 fall, and the enrollment key is S-E-C-T-1-4, no space. And uh, feel free to visit that. Um, like I said, mine's rather limited. I use it more for syllabus and posting homework assignments. Uh, if anyone wants to check out mine, it's on the same site. And um, you can look at the IES Social Science um, Spring and click on that. Again, the enrollment key is Aloha H. -A -L -O -H -A. And that's uh, Kevin Ballou as the professor for it. Well, all right. Thanks for stopping in, Kevin. We got to wrap this sucker up, and uh, we'll be back next week, same time, uh, same bat time, same bat place. <laughs> Everyone, take it easy. Yep. Um, 
Anything else? Yep. Uh, please come again. Please come to the education.org uh, and check out the forums. Sign up for the site. Uh, we don't spam. We don't do anything nasty like that. But it's a good place where you will be able to exchange ideas, such as the one that Kevin put forward for us today. And uh, we appreciate uh, you listening. Take care, everybody. Take care. Peace out. <laughs>